This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again, friends, to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. This is part two of a two-part series. Part one uh, was about the vision of Cornerstone Church kind of on a personal level that we would be a per- people with deep gospel roots. And in part one of this, we really talked about cultivating the practice of daily, weekly, quarterly, and annual spiritual rhythms in our life. That spiritual rhythm is how we stay connected to Christ, who is John 15 language here, the life-giving vine that sustains all of us in Christ. Vision series part two is this. We really want to look here, not just at the roots of your spiritual life, but some of the core vision of where we're at as a church at Cornerstone as we head into the fall of 2022. In some ways, uh, this podcast is actually really similar to the sort of material we typically share at like an annual members event here at Cornerstone. In our case, um, we had, because of the tragedy that happened here June the 2nd, a very unusual members event where we didn't actually have a lot of time and space to talk about where we're headed as a church, practically, programmatically as a ministry, because we needed to deal with the season of where God had put us. But inside of any church, there is kind of an operating vision of where we're moving forward as a people, as a group. And so collectively, when we talk about a vision series this fall, I want to talk about what it means to have a steady focus forward. Really, internally at Cornerstone, we're using those two phrases, gospel roots and a steady focus to talk about where God has us and what we want to be about. Really, this vision, I talked a little about it on Sunday, August 28th, that this is a no new cool ideas season at Cornerstone. Our core vision right now is to have a steady focus on the core of what God has called us to do. That doesn't mean we don't ever want to be creative, but we want our creativity to be expressed inside of a clearly defined identity. We want to have a steady focus. We want to embrace our limits as a church and with clarity, simplicity, and joy to walk forward, not trying to discover new paths, but to walk the clear path that God has already given us. In a way, this vision of Cornerstone right now, of having a steady focus, is about embracing the joyful and painful process of discovering our limits as people, as a church. A steady focus involves embracing the limitations that God has given us. We've seen this all over the place at Cornerstone this past year, personally in my life. I think what has renewed my spiritual life and my spiritual heart has actually been realizing that perhaps the most important ministry strategy I have right now in my life isn't new ideas and cool concepts, but longevity of faithfulness. That it's more important for me to walk with Jesus for a couple decades faithfully than it is for me to grind forward new ideas and push for what's next. There are seasons where new and exciting opportunities are what I need to be about, but that's, that's not where I need to be right now. And I sense that's not really where our church needs to be right now. And to be honest about that, that can be difficult in a place like Cornerstone. I mean, when I came on staff, somebody uh, told me, you know, Cornerstone, they should have this as their mission statement, Cornerstone Church, never the same, you know. And I, I thought, well, what do you mean by that? Like, just wait. The, we change everything all the time and quickly. You know, we're like fire-ready aim. 
You know, not ready, aim, fire, fire, ready, aim. We do more, bigger, and faster, and we go, and go, and we go. And you know what? There's something of that kind of innovative, ambitious spirit that I absolutely love about Cornerstone. It's fun to be part of a church that tries to do new things and that reaches forward with the gospel. But there's also something that can be exhausting, proud, and dangerous spiritually about a never-ending ministry pace for more. I recently had the opportunity to reread the book How the Mighty Fall by Jim Collins. And it's a business book, but it chronicles basically how those who were once the leaders of industry fall to the place where their companies implode or lose their influence going forward. And Collins' core observation is that it is not lack of new ideas that kills great companies. Instead, it is hubris and pride. What happens is because they become victims of their own success. Having done one thing well, they think they can do all things well, and they never embrace limits. And so the mighty fall because of trying to do too much, not because they try to do too little. In honest reflection, we can be guilty of that at Cornerstone, and we need to admit that. We have a vision to be a multiplying church, to see our values of gospel-fueled, gathered family that is outward-facing expand to the next city and the next campus and ultimately to the ends of the earth. We want to be about seeing Salt Company planted and churches and people sent out on this grand mission because God's worth it. And that is a beautiful vision, but there can be a temptation to take on too much, to reach beyond the limits of our locality. And in some ways, I think as our elders have reflected, as I've reflected, in that beautiful, big, multiplying vision, we can be distracted from the core vision that Scripture sets forward for us to shepherd the flock of God that is entrusted to our care, to just simply be about the work that God has assigned us to do, to live a quiet and peaceful life, and to make that our ambition. So, steady focus is about embracing our limits and trying to honor God and moving forward into the core of what he's called us to do and to be about. And so one way to think about that is to just kind of review the ministries and the focuses we have as a church. So I'm just going to briefly kind of fly over where are we at with our ministries and where are we headed? What does that look like? What does steady focus look like in kids and youth and groups and our support staff and salt company? So let's start with our kids ministry. Huge shout out to Julia Brozomley, the best kids ministry director I know in the universe and a dear friend. Julia's team, here's what we want to be about. We want to be about loving kids, introducing them to Jesus in a safe environment. Julia and her team, they do such a great job of recruiting massive armies of volunteers, it feels like. They work with our pastoral team to put on 101 classes for parents because the core of healthy kids is healthy families. We know that. They love on volunteers. And so what you can expect to see in Cornerstone Kids is a great, safe environment where you know your kids are loved. In our youth program, our kind of new step right now is not so much new, but we had a staff position of youth director that Simeon Bell has stepped in with incredible charisma and leadership. I'm super pr- proud of that team. Simeon, Samuel, 
Sandra. I've been calling her for some reason Shannon all day. Sandra, I know your name is not Shannon. It's Sandra. And Sydney. So Simeon, Samuel, Sandra, Sydney, our youth ministry team. But guys, those are our paid staff. We're running old school youth group plays of just loving kids, introducing them to Jesus, doing great groups. And it's fueled by parents, by people in our church community who come out and invest in the lives of our youth. And I love introducing Simeon to you on the podcast, but also just seeing how his ministry is starting. It's wonderful. In equipping, what we're doing to teach the Bible, um, one of the major kind of embracing our limits shifts that we had was a movement with a program we've called uh, CST, or Cornerstone School of Theology. To explain it in brief, Cornerstone School of Theology was a wonderful program that we used to equip our lay people and our staff in seminary-level education without them having to like leave our context to go to a seminary. Started by Jeff Dodge, led for years by Matt Lapine, faithfully and fruitfully, it's been a wonderful program. It served many. But we felt like what had happened over time is we had begun to spend increasing amounts of time doing kind of seminary-level education instead of just making sure we had a clear pathway for excellent high-level equipping for every person at Cornerstone. Increasingly, we'd spent more time trying to do staff seminary than we were equipping the flock. And so what we've done is shifted from owning the CST program in-house to partnering with a great seminary partnership to deliver distance education to our staff members. That lets us stay focused on what our local church has to do in equipping the saints for the work of the ministry here through one-on-one classes and crash courses and equip weekends that Alana and the rest of the team are doing an excellent job laying out for our church. The hope is not to see um, biblical literacy and education falter, but instead to double down on the call we have to shepherd our local church and to humbly partner with seminaries who have enhanced their distance learning opportunities for churches like Cornerstone. In some ways, it's a reflection that the world has adapted. When we first started the CST program, the internet existed, but distance education was very poorly thought. And now, because of the pressures of COVID and otherwise, many learning institutions are far more available to work cooperatively with us, and we think humility and wisdom should lead us down that path. And so we're focusing more on local equipping opportunities um, through one-on-ones, crash courses, and equip weekends in this next year. When we look at groups at Cornerstone, think of these as just the living room environment, the place where people get to know and to be known. The core of our ministry there has always been faithful connection group leaders who make a big church small. They're the heart and the soul of Cornerstone Church. And one of the things we've done through the years, because we recognized that groups were so important, was we stressed that we want every single person to get into a connection group. I think with maturity and time, what we've figured out is we want every single person to get into a group into some environment where they really can build those longer, deeper, lifelong sort of relationships and friendships. But what we've recognized is we're less concerned with everyone in a specific connection group. We're more just concerned that everybody needs to have a pathway to get connected to a group. 
whether that would be a men's group that meets Thursday mornings or a women's group that meets Thursday mornings with childcare, our encore group for those headed into retirement, Celebrate Recovery. That may be some of the healthiest groups that we have in our whole church is in our Celebrate Recovery ministry. Maybe it's a serving group with the youth or with a you know music team at Cornerstone. We want everyone connected to a group where you can build meaningful gospel friendship. And I'm super proud of Mark Duvick. He's been leading our youth ministry for years now, kind of shifting full-time to being part of the pastoral team and leading out in groups. And they're just doing a phenomenal job of making sure everyone has an easy pathway to find a group. Inside of pastoral ministry, I've mentioned this several times, I think what's been happening in this season, it's it's nothing new, but it's a growing maturity in our team. Uh, it was really, really hard seeing Shane Roethlisberger and people that I love and have worked in ministry with transition to new places that God called them. But seeing Kip Hamby with decades of pastoral ministry experience, Michelle Clark, our newest uh, female staff member, working with care and equipping as well. Again, decades of ministry experience. What I've seen is God graciously build a team with decades of ministry and maturity. And I think that will yield a fruit in caring for the members of our church caring alongside even an expanded work we're doing at Cornerstone Counseling Center. Nothing new there, just hiring more therapists and more gospel-skilled shepherds to come alongside people and helping them. Kind of connected, adjacent to our pastoral ministry is our city ministries team at Cornerstone. These folks are looking out for the needy. They're seeing people that Jesus sees and loving them and trying to do good works of mercy, compassion, and justice. And Mel Pearson and Stacy Hensley, if you see them, give them a hug because they're heroes. They do unbelievable work for people, unbelievable work. And in particular, again, nothing new, but a steady focus for us has been continuing to serve our kids and our schools and our local community. We love Ames and the surrounding communities. We think this is wonderful as a place to live and a place to serve, and we want people to know that we care and that we love. And so particularly, big shout out there to Carly Kraus and the newest member of that team, Michelle Horton, who they focus their energies on that. They're here to serve the schools alongside of parents and volunteers who are there in the schools, just helping people to say, we see you and we know you. Many times, teachers are unseen heroes, and we just want to make sure they know that we see them. And even on our team at Cornerstone, Beyond City Ministries team, a team that very few people see is some of our support staff, whether it's the facilities crew, Randy and Kelly and Dan, who are amazing and do such an incredible job. Christine Purcell, the world's literal greatest accountant. Steph Van Cleve, helping alongside there. Guys, there's so many people who are just doing a faithful job every day. Salt Company, it's one of the most exciting ministries I know. But their focus, again, is on their core of what they do. We're in a season of transition where as we send Solomon and the team out to plant a church in Eugene, Oregon, we're seeing a new team with Graham Spruill and Hannah Beth Gilbert and Nick Harsh and just a whole crew of awesome people focusing on reaching Iowa State and discipling students. And one, I don't know if you can call it new. Again, it's just a steady focus on what we're doing with an expanded attention we, we just want Salt Company to realize we exist to reach the whole campus, and especially, we're having a special emphasis on just reaching international students through IFC. We love the chance to welcome people from around the world into not just our community of Ames, but into the family of God, into the church at Cornerstone, and we want to focus on that a little bit more at Salt Company in this season. 
as you think about salt company, it's very easy to jump to the salt network. It, and there's a pretty large shift that has been going on, but really it's going to result in a little more simple focus, a little more steady focus for us as Cornerstone with regard to the salt network. The big shift is this. The salt network is shifting from being a ministry of Cornerstone Church to a ministry supported by Cornerstone Church. To this point, as the network grew from just one church in Ames to now 24 churches around the country, Salt Network has kind of been housed inside of Cornerstone, where we were giving the energy and the resource and the staffing oversight to help that go forward. But at 24 churches all across the country, soon to be in everywhere as far away as Eugene, Oregon, to Gainesville, Florida, what we have recognized is it's irresponsible for one church in a cornfield in Ames, Iowa, to think that we can wrap our hands around all of that. Now's the time to release Troy to expand his vision and expand his leadership in the SALT network. And so while Troy is still home-based and always will be, Lord willing, out of Cornerstone Church of Ames, Troy Nesbitt still a pastor here and a key leader here, we've additionally brought on Ryan Hill to serve as kind of a church planting director at a national level, assisting to give organizational oversight. We've seen Courtney Veer step into a national role, leading SALT Company, kind of helping the organizational structure behind a growing student ministry nationally. Kendra Gustafson serving there as well. And what we're doing is trying to build out a separate board organizationally, a separate leadership team, so that SALT Network begins to have the space to grow and expand because we feel like the four walls of Cornerstone, the elder team of Cornerstone, we just don't have the capacity to be faithful, to shepherd the flock of God of Ames entrusted to us, and also shepherd this incredible growing ministry of church planting and college ministry through the SALT Network. So we're going to transition those guys to be able to run on their own, which we are thrilled about. That means for Cornerstone, we won't now own the SALT Network. Instead, we'll support it. We'll try to be the best sending church in the network. We'll try to bless with financial resources, giving to the network to support church planting, and we want to support the churches we send out as our local churches planted from Cornerstone. We want to support Saul and his team going out to Eugene, Oregon. We want to pray for Jason and Radiant Church out in Syracuse, New York, which, by the way, they are launching launching out Salt Company this fall with the anticipation of public services for the church, kind of going public in the spring, and they're doing an incredible job in Syracuse. There's so much there that is ascending church we want to grow into as we release the Salt Network to grow even further. On our global ministry side, Being ascending church doesn't just have a focus on planting in North America. It has an implication that God's heart is to go into all the world, and so we want our heart to be where His is. Our global ministries department kind of had paralleled in some ways how Salt Network had expanded to a multi-location ministry. Our global ministry department was incredibly well-led by Mike Easton, had expanded to the point where we were sending hundreds of students, kind of coordinating trips for across the whole network of churches. We had 60-plus who are going to be on you know long-term missions teams from across the network, all of that kind of being hubbed out of Ames. And we just recognized, parallel to what was happening in the SALT network, it was time for us to recognize that one local church's global missions department simply couldn't handle all of that workload. And so what we've done is Mike Easton has transitioned to being an international kind of missions department leader for the organization we've worked with for years, Reliant. Mike is still home-based out of Ames, still a core part of our Cornerstone Church team, still the person that I feel like, man, if I got a question about missions and how it works, I go to Mike. 
And more than that, if I have a question about a lot of things, Mike's godliness and wisdom continue to benefit us. But what we're trying to do there is allow our global department, again, to focus on being a great sending church for the students and missionaries sent out from Cornerstone, for the international organizations that we partner with, for our friends in Zambia, our friends in Afghanistan, our friends in Ukraine. We want to be a great local church that has a sending heart. But we recognize we can't be a global sending organization, and we had become a bit too complex in that area. So we've tried to have a steady, narrowing focus on making sure our heart is to be a great local church with a global vision. So as Mike has shifted off of our staff team to leading that international ministry at Reliant, Eric Warren, who had served as our IFC, International Student Director, he's shifted into the role as our global missions pastor. Eric has perhaps the warmest heart of a person I know, toward what God is doing around the globe. And I love how Eric loves people. He's going to do a phenomenal job and already is at stewarding an incredible uh, amount of resources devoted to seeing God's glory seen among the nations. Okay, I just rapid-fired that. That's a whole bunch of stuff going on. It can be overwhelming. I'm, I'm not even hitting the half of it. None of the things that I mentioned... None of the narrowing that we went into was because we had, you know, some sort of massive problem that we needed to correct. No, no, no. The narrowing and focusing that God's given us is simply a part of trying to embrace the idea that God has called us to have a steady, simple focus right now. Right now, we're working to build deep roots for the sort of kingdom reach that we want. If you want to launch an incredible movement, you need stable foundations. We need generational foundations of stability and longevity as a local church if we're to be about what God called us to, which is a long obedience in the right direction. I think it was Solomon Rexius who taught me that, this phrase. He said, you know, Mark, I think vision creation, coming up with a cool idea, you know, that's cheap. Anybody can do this. But vision keeping, heading in the right direction, year after year after year, vision keeping is costly, but vision keeping is what changes the world. Here's another way you could say that. A steady focus on the right thing is actually what changes the world. New novel ideas are a dime a dozen, friends, but as a church, what I hope is that we're steady in our focus to what God has called us to be faithful to. There's no way we're doing everything right today. There's no way we'll do everything perfect tomorrow. We're a flawed people and a flawed church, but empowered by the Spirit of God, we're trying to have a steady focus for where he's called us in this season, believing that if we will dig deep gospel roots and hold a steady focus on gospel ministry, God will produce in us the sort of faithful and fruitful witness that can echo for generations to come in this community, and we pray even ultimately to the ends of the earth. So, We're headed into the fall of 2022. There's a bit of vision for you. Gospel roots and a steady focus. Oh, God, help us to be faithful on that mission.